Welcome to Education Connect by NOVA, the podcast that explores innovative teaching methods and success stories, newsworthy updates in education, and current trends in the classroom. Whether you're a veteran educator, an industry thought leader, or a parent navigating the academic landscape for your child, we've got you covered. And hey, we know all about the hectic schedules and academics, so we're all about delivering content that's relevant, concise, and actionable. So hit that subscribe button and let's learn better together. Hi everyone, and welcome to Education Connect by Nova, the podcast where we learn from experts, innovators, and leaders in the world of education. When it comes to choosing which colleges to apply to, virtually everyone can recognize the names of the big eight, the Ivy League universities. For high-performing students, it might be their dream to get accepted to one of these schools. However, just because it's an Ivy League or a top-rated university, it might not necessarily be the perfect fit for everyone. This episode is all about balancing a college list. We will talk about what a college list is and how to choose where to send your application based on other metrics beyond reputation. I'm here today with Amy, an educator who has taught in New York City, Hawaii, and Boston. She's an alumnus of Cornell and Harvard University with 15 years of college counseling experience. In that time, she's helped numerous students not only enter prestigious universities, but also identify their dream schools. Hi, Amy. Hi. How's it going today? Great. I'm excited to talk about college. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show, and it's great to see you as well. So let's start by defining what a college list is. Is there any difference between a college list and a short list of your favorite universities? So a college list, one that is well considered and really right for you, has three different kinds of schools on it. It has reach schools, which are your you know, elite Ivy League schools or schools that you just are your dream school and you want to apply to, those are the reaches, then your target schools, which you have a lot of the prerequisites um, for attending. You're not positive you're going to get in, but it's, it's a target. And then there are likely schools where your credentials are above what they require to go into the school. And so there's a very high likelihood that you will get into that college. Um, What we talk about in terms of that kind of list is a balanced list. And you want to have a balanced list so that no matter what happens, you have a choice in where you go to school. And one of the things I like to say um, about the likely schools is everybody's really focused on your reach schools and your dream school. But also those likely schools, you need to put some thoughts into them because you don't want to end up with a likely college where you get in and it's in a or, you know, place in the country that you don't even want to live or study or go. So it's sort of a waste of your time to put any school on your list that you really wouldn't be okay going to. Um, and I think that having a really good um, mix of these different kinds of schools is important. And having a fairly large target um, group of colleges, I think, is where people end up being very happy because if you're realistic about your target schools, you're going to end up someplace that you're really happy with. And maybe you'll get into one of your reaches and then that'll be great too. It's the best feeling in the world when a student gets a bunch of different acceptance letters and then they have to choose between uh, maybe their favorite colleges and some of their colleges where they really are excited to to go to. hmm That's great. So how many colleges and universities do you typically recommend a student apply to? Would you say that there's maybe a magic number for that pool of applications? 
I think because of the Common App, students are applying to so many more colleges than they did in the past. I mean, I've had, I had one student who applied to 30 colleges, which was complete wow. overkill. And she got in early to her first choice school. Um, the magic number around the magic number is 10 to 12 schools. That way you can have, um, you know, three or four reaches, three or four targets and say three likely schools. Um, and then you can, you know, not make yourself crazy with all the applications, um, but have a nice um, range of schools. I mean, I think students of mine have applied to, you know, up to 15 or maybe even a little more. Um, and that's sort of the overachiever. The other thing to remember when you're applying to college is that once you've written several of your essays, you can reuse some of that work and so as you apply to more and more universities, sometimes it gets easier because you've already written so much and you can use them for different colleges. That makes a lot of sense. And so when students are trying to kind of create these three categories of the colleges that they you know, really want to go to, their reaches, um, and then as well, the other uh, categories where it might be more likely for them to get into, does college ranking fit into this? I know many students sometimes look at college ranking as a way to determine what colleges go on their list, where to send their applications to, mm -hmm. but many of them don't actually know or aren't familiar with how rankings are determined. Can you give us some insight on how rankings are kind of uh, decided on beforehand? Absolutely. So broadly speaking, there are different organizations and they base their college rankings on different things. Um, they base them on the the SAT scores that um, students who are applying and getting into have, they have the, um, how many students graduate from the school, because a lot of students can go to a school, but really the measure of whether it's successful is whether they graduate or not. Um, the strength of alumni networks, um, the research um, opportunities and discoveries that a university has had. Um, whether they're, I mean, it depends. Sometimes it's based on which school has all of those things and school spirit, or which of those schools have all of those things, but you can really have a great relationship with your teachers and have small classes. And so there's so many factors that these rankings take into account that sometimes it's a good idea when you're looking at ranking lists to go on there and see what they base it on, because you want it to be based on quantitative um, measurements, like how many kids get a job or go to graduate school after college. Um, sometimes the rankings sort of rely on past reputation, and you want to make sure that whatever ranking you're using is up to date and really has the information that you need to thrive in college. That's a great point. So you're saying actually that some, um, some rankings are determined by different um, points let's say, depending on the website or the uh, the business that's making this ranking. Mm -hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. That's really good to know. I think for a lot of students, they might say, even though a college is number one, it might be number one for reasons that don't necessarily apply to them. Well, also, if you look at some of these rankings, especially, you know, the most prominent ones, not only do they have a ranking of you know, the top 20 colleges in the whole of the United States, but they even break it down. Like they have a list of liberal arts colleges and what's number one on the liberal arts college list would not necessarily be number one for the entire country. And so not only should a student be 
considering rankings, but but the sort of subcategories that apply to them are really what's important. Um, Very true. That's awesome. Well, when students and also parents think of top colleges, they may naturally gravitate towards an Ivy League option. Of course, in terms of, you know, recognition or just, you know, when we think of a top school, we might think of an Ivy League. Maybe it's because of the quality of education, but it might also be because of that reputation. So mm-hmm. I understand that your philosophy in college admissions is about going to a school that's right for you, but not necessarily a school that's ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about the why behind this. I think the biggest why is that different colleges offer different opportunities. Um, and having a name brand school, I mean, you can't deny that in some circles, in some professions, that name brand recognition can be helpful. But if let's say you want to be an engineer and one of the top ranked engineering schools in the country is called Rose Holman. And I don't know that most people know about Rose Holman or the fact that the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champlain also has one of the top ranked engineering schools in the country. And so I don't want to dismiss the power that some of these brand name schools have because it it is partially reality. But my philosophy is, okay, it might be a brand name, but is it right for you? Because you're the person who has to go to the college. And one of the things that I see my students get caught up in is, where can I get in? What's the highest ranking college I can get in? And they forget that you actually have to go there. And so, you know, you need to make sure that, okay, let's say you get into an Ivy League school that's in a part of the country that you just don't want to live in, or that has things that don't appeal to you, going to them just because they have a reputation isn't necessarily going to give you the education and the background and the foundation for what you want to do later in life. So I think it's important to really see what major you want and whether the colleges you're applying to can really help you attain whatever skills or mastery you need to go on beyond college and get jobs that will be fulfilling. So true. So true. I always think about an example of a student who maybe chooses a top university that's in a maybe rural countryside, but in reality, they just want to go to a city. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The whole, do you want urban? Do you want um, rural? Do you want somewhere in between? Um, Those are some factors. I mean, that I think are really important for students to think about when they're making their lists. That's totally right. Yeah, there's so many different options uh, to take into consideration. Um, But in terms of maybe some of the college students that you work with, um, do you think that there are some other top factors to kind of think about when creating your own college list? Absolutely. Um, I mentioned a few of these before, but when it comes to your college list, think about whether you do you want a small school or a large school. Do you want tons of school spirit? Do you want to go to a college like Michigan where there are 30,000 people in the stadium for the football game? Or do you want a small liberal arts college where you can have really close relationships with your teachers and never be in a big lecture hall with 300 kids? Or are you somebody who thrives at going to a lecture with a large number of people and then going off and really synthesizing the material for yourself or in little section groups that they have um, that sort of support those uh, large lecture courses? 
um, you know, do you want to be cold or hot? I mean, that sounds silly, but, you know, I have students who say I only want to go to California or the southern part of the United States because I just really love being in the sunshine. And I think that doesn't sound like it's such an important factor. Um, but in terms of happiness, it can be, you know, it can be helpful. It can be huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also the rigor of the college, how are you as a student? Do you want to be in an atmosphere where everybody's competing and trying to be the best that they can be? Or do you want to be in an atmosphere that's not as competitive, that's more um, collaborative and lower key um, and where you're going to learn at your own pace? I mean, I think those things are really huge in terms of when you go to college and how you're going to feel about your academics and your um, life at that college. That's great. So it seems like... Um... A high school student or a student who's trying to build their college list maybe should know a few important details about themselves while they're making this. Mm -hmm. What's important to know about yourself before developing a college list? I think it's important to know where you are in terms of either being mature or knowing what you want your career to be or knowing that, you know what, I want to go to someplace undeclared and take as many classes I, as I can and then uh, decide on my major or what direction I want to go in. So I think being really honest with yourself about who you are, how you perform academically, in what atmosphere do you um, succeed academically, socially, spiritually, politically. Um, I think the more you can figure that out, the happier you're going to be when you actually get to college. Um, and as I may have mentioned, I do a lot of surveys and questionnaires with students because it's very hard to sit down and think, huh, who am I? And what do I, you know, what would make me happy in college? Because you're a teenager um, and that's very hard to just come up with on your own. But if you have guided questions, guided discussions, things of that nature, then some of that comes to light and you can really figure out, oh, well, maybe I'd be happy in this particular kind of atmosphere um, that I never considered before. Um, so I think utilizing tools to really know yourself well is a really great way to go about. That's great advice. Super good. When we first discussed this topic, you gave me a great hypothetical example of a low-ranking college with an excellent engineering school. And that might be great for a student who wants to, of course, go into engineering. In this case, a student who wants to study that might consider the university regardless of how they rank on any sort of list. Mm -hmm. Since we now know how college rankings are determined and that some of them differ quite significantly based on where you're reading it, how do you help na students navigate the separation between ranking and personal fit? One of the things that I really recommend, which is sort of amorphous, is if you possibly can go visit campuses. Because I know we're talking about rankings and about these very um, specific literal um, ways of assessing whether a college is higher up or lower down in a ranking or right for you or not right for you. But a lot of my students get onto a campus that has a great reputation and they thought was going to be their first choice. And there's something about the vibe 
that doesn't work for them. And they look around and they go, I thought I was going to love this, but now that I'm standing here on campus, I don't think it's for me. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody has the luxury of going to visit um, colleges, but if you can, I think it's a really great determiner of whether you know you just feel like you do well there. Another way of figuring that out is to go online and either look through their website, but even more, see if you can go to a live stream info session where people are asking questions. Um, And I think that that's another um, indicator, like what is the admissions officer focusing on for that college? What are they really selling as the high point of their college experience at their college? And see if that's something that appeals to you. Um, And so I guess the separation between rank and what should be on your college list is really personal and different for each kid, which is why I think it's really important to have support around making these lists and coming up with um, places that you want to apply to for reach, target, and likely schools. Um, I think it's so individual that having support around it is really um, a great way to ensure that you have a good balance list. Awesome. And of course, working with a college counselor like yourself can be a great way to support students on their journey. Um, since of course you've been helping students for 15 years. <laughs> and I I love doing it. I think that there are not only their benefits in terms of having better essays or having Um, a more balanced college list, but also the relationship um, that a counselor and a student come to in terms of figuring out where they want to go at the end when they get into their dream college. It's just so exciting um, for the student, for their family. And also for me, it's one of the joys of the job. Um, So Mm, that's wonderful. One thing I think might be also worth mentioning as well for students who are uh, kind of in the midst of building their college lists, um, can we talk a little bit about private versus public schools? Um, Do these make a significant impact in how you help students build their college lists? Absolutely. One of the things to keep in mind between a public and a private university that has to be mentioned is cost. Definitely a public university for the most part is going to have a lower tuition than say private universities. But that's not the only difference Um, because I don't think that cost should hopefully be the only um, determiner of where you go to college. I think that public universities sometimes have bigger grants for research. So if you are someone who wants to be doing cutting edge research, a public university could be the place for you because they have more opportunities. Um, the most public universities are larger. So if you're somebody who really wants to be on a campus with a larger number of students, that's another factor. Private colleges can be just as large. Um, say Cornell has a, a very large student body, um, but they tend to have smaller class sizes. They tend to have um, research opportunities, but not always for undergraduates. Um, A lot of them do, but not all of them. Are there any other pointers you can suggest for students who are just beginning their college list? I think the whole college journey um, is based on a lot of different things. So if you're in 11th grade and you're thinking, okay, I have to come up with a college list. I'm not sure what to do. There are several things. 
first of all, think about what you're really passionate about. What really makes you happy that you either study or do for extracurriculars or things like that? And once you can identify some of those things, then you can start looking at colleges that seem to hit those things that are truly important to you, not necessarily what's important to other people, but what's you know really going to touch you and make you happy. Another thing you can do is really build on your profile, like what, what are your extracurriculars? Can you have more of a leadership position um, in your 11th grade year to on the one hand, make your profile look better to a college, but also to test out if whatever that extracurricular is, is something that's going to be important to you going forward or not. Um, like I said, visiting campuses is important. Info sessions, a lot of times um, admissions officers travel around the country and have live um info sessions and that can be great because not only can you learn things but you can make a personal connection with an admissions officer that's in your region and they will be um, some of the people making decisions about your application so trying to find a way to have even a small relationship with somebody in the admissions office can make a difference because they know who you are versus just reading about you on a piece of paper. So those are some strategies and some things to think about. Fantastic. Well, Amy, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you'd like to add? I guess my best advice to students would be to be true to yourself, which I know is such a cliche, but I want my students to thrive and be happy in college. Um, and one of the ways to guarantee that is to know yourself and to stick to what you're passionate about, what makes you happy, what you want to study, and what you ultimately want to do for a career. And to keep all of those things in mind um, in a personal way, that this is about you and what's going to be best for you. So stick to your guns and um, really go for what you think will, will be best for you. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I wish I had this kind of information when I was creating a college list. So <laughs> I hope for those re uh, listening to this right now or, or reading it on their blog, they'll have uh, some good information to, to kind of jump into their freshman year of college. <laughs> so I hope so too. I really hope um, that your readers and your listeners get a lot out of this because it was certainly a pleasure for me to do this. Oh, thanks, Amy. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, and again, this was Education Connect by Nova. And uh, have a great day. <laughs> Bye.